The Philadelphia Hop Crop Murder. Extinct volcano devastates the industry's CO2 supply. Hops now have terroir. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, the only podcast proven to make men more attractive, more virile, and potent. Just look at the results. During the first year, only 50% of the men who regularly appeared on this podcast were married, and none of them had children. And now, 100% married, 100% of fathered children. You can't argue with numbers like that. I'm Jeremy Jones. <laughs> I'm Tyler Zimmerman. <laughs> and how is uh, new fatherhood treating you, sir? Uh... It's the most exhausting fun I've ever had. <laughs> uh, I notice you're not trying. You're not desperately trying to do a podcast uh, with Young Parker uh, on your lap like uh, I did. At least with at least one with Declan. So uh, I, what, what's up? Yeah, you know, I was like, let's let's get through a couple podcasts, getting back, and then maybe she'll make a guest appearance. <laughs> but right now, she's screaming uh, with her mother. So. The, uh, yes, if you go back and look at the episodes, oh, actually around this time, uh, two years ago, you'll be treated to uh, uh, Declan occasionally crying in the background as I try to scramble to, uh, uh, to try to put this out and deal with an infant. So uh, enjoy yourself. <laughs> uh, so we're actually doing this remotely because, uh, I mean, again, uh, Tyler is busy with things. But uh, uh, what are you drinking today, sir? I am drinking Bale Breakers. Homegrown IPA. It's their Fresh Hop IPA. I'm trying to figure out what Fresh Hop it is. Way to come prepared, Tyler. Way to come prepared. It doesn't say it all. I've been reading this fucking can. <laughs> Since I got home, and I got so far as Fremont, I had to sound it out. Fremont. Fremont? Yeah, it doesn't say what Fresh Hop it is. Okay. I it got the... just says Fresh Hop. How is it? It is pretty delicious. Uh, like, wh- first thing I noticed when I opened the can, just the aromatics on it were phenomenal. It really just released that nice grassy, piney nose and super well balanced, very drinkable. You get a little bit of the kind of that floral flavor coming through, not overly grassy. So, I. Overall, give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I picked up uh, the uh, Iyengar Oktoberfest beer. Nice. Uh, uh, lovely, like, light copper color. Uh, I mean, per- it's just a perfect uh, a German uh, beer right now. It's a touch of caramel malt, uh, some, bready, some bready malt background, some spicy finish. Uh, Prost to Oktoberfest. It is, that's actually happening now, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it... I was going to say, uh, saw an article, thought about bringing it up. This is the first time in the last two years that they've had Oktoberfest. Uh, it runs till October 3rd. So I guess if you're uh, in Germany, uh, you should go. And if you're not, um, I don't know, drink an Oktoberfest. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll get uh, uh, deep into it. Um... Also, if you're a brewery canning a fucking fresh hot beer... Put what hop you're using for your fresh hop. If for no other reason so that Tyler doesn't appear to be a complete imbecile on a podcast. No, like, I genuinely want to know. All right, I'll kick it off. Uh, uh, I'll kick it off today. Uh, summer Roundup news now. Um, as as a, uh, a listener of this podcast, if you're not a listener, um, I don't know, ask the person who, whose car you're riding in how to download this podcast. It's pretty easy. It's iTunes. Just type in It's All Beer. It's, it's all cool. But uh, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you you know that we had to come back from our summer break early last year or this year just to cover all the shit that was happening. Um, and so while we got to uh, while we got to what we got to talk about it while it was in progress, we never really had an opportunity to really put the nail in the coffin, so to speak. So I wanted to go through and kind of put these put these stories to bed uh for good uh starting off of course uh stone on august 31st Sapporo officially closed their acquisition with stone brewing um this comes uh from a brewbound report by justin kendall uh maria stipp stone ceo is going to uh going into the buyout going into the buyout will remain with the board along with Sapporo usa ceo uh kenny sadai 
And what they are stressing is that nothing, surprise, surprise, nothing will change. They don't anticipate any changes. Yes, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, so they'll keep making mediocre, overly <laughs> arrogant, overpriced beer. <laughs> they don't change any. They don't want to change. They're not. There's gonna be no changes in staffing, their lineup, their tap rooms. They're basically assuring that if they do their job right, this transition will be so seamless that the average consumer, maybe even the average employee, won't really know that anything different is happening. Okay, Sapor, hear me out here. How do you feel about murdering the delicious IPA? line because it is not delicious it is terrible it is a crime against god and humanity and it should die a fiery death i mean how long has it been since you had a delicious have you had a delicious ipa since that ill-fated day in 2015 when we cracked one open you you thought it was mediocre and then felt betrayed when you had when you figured out it was gluten-free or gluten-reduced or something no I smelt the aroma and I was like, this beer is going to be fantastic. Like the aroma on this is going to be so good. This is going to be delicious. And then I took a drink and it was like drinking a bitter hop water. There was no body to it. Hop water is big right now, man. They were just ahead (laughs) of their time. Yeah. If they would have branded it as a hop water, would have loved it. But the fact they said IPA, I was looking for body. It was just Eldorado hops and nothing else. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I, it, uh, In fact, I kind of want to say that to Sapporo as well. Uh, it's great that you're keeping the staff. I think that's admirable. Um, yes. And I think that preserving the spirit that brought Stone to this point is also uh, a, a, a good thing to do. But they've been the target of our ridicule for a couple of years now. And not just because Greg Coke is an arrogant, litigious asshole. I mean, there's that. But Stone, as an as an entity and a brand, has not been producing much of anything good. I mean, their core lineups are, you know, they're fine. Except for the delicious IPA. Tyler is still butthurt about that. Special their release, core lineup is, eh. I mean, their core, again, their core lineup is well, fine. It's fine. Uh, special releases range from mediocre to completely undrinkable. In fact, the re- the only real hits that I've seen recently have been the re-releases of shit they did five years ago. Yeah. So, so Sapporo, uh, I, I don't see a big company like you being the you know the push for you know, radical innovation, but give it a shot. Uh, you might uh, you, you might uh, reawaken a brand that I think we used to like and. Uh, I still have a grudging respect for, even if uh, it is. <laughs> keep Buena Vesa, keep Soko Vesa, and fucking gut the rest of the bitch. Soko Vesa used to be so good. Actually, Sapporo, first thing you need to do is go back, find the original Choco Vesa recipe, do that, and never fuck with it again. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll wait for my check in the mail. Uh, Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we have we have more things to go. The other thing, other news that we that we already kind of knew, but let's just get this in the books. Uh, it's official that as of July 28th, that Maui Brewing is acquiring Modern Times. That pretty much was set in, that was pretty much set when we went on break. But given the rat fuckery of this story, it's <laughs> nice to finally have it confirmed. And that deal is uh, has it closed yet? It's it's due to close in October. So there's still a tiny window of rat fuckery left to go. But I feel like that we've pretty much reached the end of that. Um, if you're if you're not uh, up with the story, I don't know, Tyler. Do you want to do you want to give us a quick recap of of how these rats been fucking? Yeah, so, Bank basically said, uh, we have no confidence in you, so we're going to sell you to the highest bidder, or if we can't get anyone to buy you as a whole company, we will piecemeal you off so we get our money back. They had an auction. It came down. Maui came in with the first initial bid. We were like, that would be great. Then several bids came in higher with Brewery X and... I don't remember the other one either. Who was the one out of North Carolina? I don't remember. Uh, And then a brewery out of North Carolina uh, technically had the higher bid, but the bank took the lower bid from Brewery X because it would allow them to close quicker because it was based out of the state of California. Uh, The brewery out of North Carolina 
pitched a fucking fit uh, and then pulled their bid after the judge was like, well, okay, yeah, you should take the best deal. Uh, so then Brewery X said, oh, we'll raise our bid to that just to make it easier. Uh, and then decided, uh, actually, we don't want this steaming pile. We're out. And then Maui ended back up with it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it's, 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 it's close to done and dusted as it's going to get before October. Uh, CEO of Maui Brewing commented in news release, quote, The delays were painful for all. However, it was important that we waited until we made concrete decisions to avoid any further emotional whiplash for our collective teams. Uh, Jennifer Briggs, the CEO of Modern Times, also commented, uh, quote, Maui Brewing and Modern Times are both distinctive in brand story, and that's what's most interesting and compelling. Uh, what we have in common is a sense of community and a commitment to, hol- to a holistic mission for growth. That's a new development, by the way. That's the, the holistic uh, thing for growth is not modern times. <laughs> it's not a modern times feature. Let me just throw that out there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, passion for, I'm just saying, holistic growth is not classically modern times. A passion for brewing and experience we share with our patrons. Um, one last update. Um, and this is actually, uh, we reported on a little bit, uh, but it, it, this has not actually co- not come through our normal news sources. So I guess you can call this uh, an, an it's all beer exclusive. Um, I've confirmed with our local Ma- Melvin sales rep in town that Melvin Brewery has found their strategic partner. And it is... Roadhouse. I know. Yep. <laughs> the funny thing was is that you know in the rumor the 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 great rumor mill Roadhouse has always been talked po- tossed around the, the the consensus was depending on who you talk to oh no they don't have the money for Melvin but uh, apparently they do or they found it uh, yeah we talked a little bit about this it's kind of a local story for us but uh, last summer Melvin announced that they were looking for not a buyout they wanted to be very clear on that they wanted a strategic partner which damn it. So I just pulled up my old Deadpool because I know I had both Roadhouse and Melvin on there, and I was like, "Dude, if I you called that, won that, you motherfucker, and you're a year late." Yeah. <laughs> but I had Roadhouse getting sold to Deschutes with Melvin buying Revision. Oh, so you had that completely ass backwards. Yep. Although I think that made more sense at the time. Hundred <laughs> percent. Before 2020, that made complete sense. Um, uh. <laughs> I don't know strategic, but a strategic. I don't know. Is that a is that uh, in, is that a business equivalent of a sugar daddy? Yeah, basically, Roadhouse is going to be bailing them the fuck out for their owners' shitty business decisions and shitty sexual harassment. Um, which, yeah, I'm. I did hear from one of the Roadhouse reps, they're like, it's basically all but done. We haven't officially announced uh, at this point. It's uh, a done deal. Only Roadhouse can pull out. So what the exact details are not completely obvious. Uh, May try to follow up on this story more ourselves. Uh, But I'm guessing like Dogfish Head and Sam Adams, it's functionally a buyout. But whatever it is... uh, Roadhouse, Melvin, getting together, making sweet, sweet things in the tanks. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just appropriate that Melvin is on the receiving end of this deal. Uh, <laughs> I expect uh, you, you can send your letters of complaint to uh, Tyler at itsallbeer at gmail.com. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for us today? Why am I getting thrown under the hop bus here? Uh. <laughs> because... You're more likely to, uh, to 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 say shit like that. In fact, far yeah. <laughs> in fact, I, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you did. I will stand by what I say <laughs> if someone has a problem. But if I didn't say it, I ain't standing by it. <laughs> uh, well, Jeremy, how devastated would you be if the city came by and weed whacked? 30 of your hop plants that you were planning on using in a beer. I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, there, there's a, something beyond devastated. I think at some point in time, you uh, uh, I just, you take the remains down to City Hall, you set them down, you light them on fire, and just give them the finger as it burns. 
Um, also, Tyler, your microphone just shut off again. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I mean, were you talking about burning City Hall or burning the hops? I mean, I was talking about burning the hops. What happens after that is up to God <laughs> and nature. Uh, and and well, the gasoline I was able to get a hold of. <laughs> well, I was really bummed this wasn't in West Philly because I was 100% going to try to wrap the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Thank but, the but it, gods that it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, Philadelphia Brewing pod- The last thing this podcast needs is a Northern Idaho dude <laughs> trying to rap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so Philadelphia Brewing Company uh, makes a beer every year called Harvest from the Hood, um, and they grow hops in an adjacent 18 by 70 foot lot off Frankfurt Avenue. Um, that they use in the beer. Um, they reached a partnership with the New Kensington Community Development Corporation, who owns the lot, and um, they maintain the maintain the plants. Have about, I think it was thirty, if I remember the article correct. Uh, hops. Yeah, 30 plants growing for about 60 pounds of hops. In this, you can see in the pictures, it's barrels around where the hop plant is coming out of the ground. And they're planted every couple feet spaced with the runners. Um, Well, the city... To see those pictures, uh, check out our uh, Twitter feed. uh, We we post the news stories up on there. Yeah, uh, so you can kind of see the before pictures... Uh, the after pictures are, are heartbreaking. Yep. The city or community life improvement program crew that maintains the vacant lots in the city destroyed the plants on uh, a couple weeks ago. And basically their claim was, oh, sorry, we thought these were weeds. Uncultured motherfuckers. Well, also, I'm like... Also, a kind of a fair... A how? Fair, well, a, well, a fair... Uh, if, if you've ever seen a hot plant where you're not expecting to see a hot plant, I could see going, wow, this the weeds have really taken over this place. Yes, but the lot has two poles that run along it with coconut string that comes up out of each bin so the binds can attach to uh, and twirl around. The, it's a fenced-in area that has a sign that tells passerbyers buyers what it is, displays the brewery's logo. Um, <laughs> I mean, also, city employees, uh, they're, they're, they're a special breed. Not like state employees who are, are, are the, the highest uh, intelligence and functional human beings you're going to find. Um, uh, it's the it's city employee. My wife works for the state, so, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so apparently they were issued a overgrown vegetation violation last month. Oh, shit. Uh, shitting cu- me. The couple reached out to the inspector, explained what was going on, and that, you know, these are getting ready to get harvested. They go into a beer. We're maintaining these. Um, and then That's we. That's supposed main- to happen. <laughs> yeah. We maintain the lot when the hops aren't there. Uh, the inspector said, oh, I see. Uh, case closed. You're good. No fine. Don't worry about it. We got it taken care of. Uh, yeah. Until they show up one day and everything has been weed whacked. I mean, he did say, we're, well, we were talking about uh, uh, Philadelphia, so uh, it's being <coughs> taken care of is a, kind of a correct statement in that sense. Yeah, but uh, Philadelphia Brewing is ex- predicting they're going to lose uh, about $10,000 in revenue Ooh. Uh, based off the result of this. Uh, you bet your ass I'd be suing the city. I mean, at very least, yeah. Although I don't know how... That seems to be... 
both an exercise in futility and and uh, um, and an expensive one at that. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could get your money back in like five years, only after you spent three times that uh, bringing the lawsuit. But it becomes a thing of principle at that point, though. <laughs> and that's. And see, and that's why uh, uh, you're not in charge of these things, because you would, like, no, fuck them. We're taking them down. We're taking these motherfuckers. I don't care if it takes the entire brewery. Fuck those people. And I will not stop with this lawsuit until the Liberty Bell sits in my fucking brewery. <laughs> and then someone would be like, well, the federal government owns that. that. And I'd be like, fuck it. I'll sue them, too. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, what do we got next? All right. An extinct volcano in Mississippi is threatening your craft beer news now. Wait, Mississippi has a volcano. I didn't realize they had a fucking hill. I thought it was just a flat, flooded piece of dirt. It's going to require some explanation, but apparently you've never been to Mississippi. It's, it's, it's kind of hilly in some areas. It's hilly. It's swampy. It's a menagerie of the worst uh, landscape and people you're ever going to meet. Come at me, Mississippi. <laughs> You only you only took out prohibition a couple of years ago. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jeremy, I never had a reason to go to Mississippi, so I don't know why you're being like, well, you, apparently you've never, and then you just lay in worse than I did on Mississippi. So i you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make sure that I, I wanna I I think we should get like a map of the United States and like one by one cross off every state that I've uh, I've disparaged and otherwise uh, uh, harassed. I was gonna say I think we both need to put a little check mark for every time we talk shit on that state. And I then I, and then I wonder what will be the last state standing. Probably honestly, was, probably the same Wisconsin. Number. Really? Okay. I do. Yeah, Wisconsin. I, I I'm a fan of <laughs> the um, fact that New Glarus is like a top ten brewery in production volume and only sells in the state of Wisconsin should prove that Wisconsin's a great state in our minds. I mean, New Glarus is great. the The people are barely functional alcoholic sociopaths, but the brewery <laughs> is great. Mark that one off, bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> This comes from GasWorld.com. Basically, the it's all beer for providers of packaged air products. Um, with pro- probably less uh, sarcasm, profanity, and random statements against states. <laughs> but then again, it's out of Mississippi, so it's all up in the air. Um, apparently, a good portion of uh, CO2, and especially on the East Coast, comes from an extinct volcano known as the Jackson Dome. Uh, and a company called Tier One pumps about a thousand tons of food-grade CO2 out of that volcano, but unfortunately, it is currently exp- experiencing contamination issues, which are which particularly affects food-grade CO2 and can cause all manner of trouble in finished products such as beer. They didn't go into great detail about what exactly is causing that now, uh, other than a leak a leak that is causing contamination with it could be oil, grease. Or maintenance issues like uh, pipe scaling or rust, all of which can cause these things. But whatever, it, whatever is at hand, the plant has is has has had to shut down for the time being. And is it the same reason why like Jackson, Mississippi, hasn't had clean water for like a month? Well, see, here's the thing: um, the CO two makes money, so it probably actually has some people who are concerned about it. Unlike the city of Jackson. Prove me wrong. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I think the people of Jackson should get clean water. People in Mississippi disagree. Um, they didn't go. In... This comes at probably. I'm going to get so many letters. This comes at probably the worst possible time, as another source of CO2 is offline, and this is and this is tied to the extraction of ammonia for fertilizer, a byproduct of that extraction. Uh, produces CO2, which is then liquefied, packaged, and sold. The problem with that is that the production of ammonia is heavily tied to farming and thus seasonal, and so the plants that are, are producing CO2 via that method shut down during this time of the year for maintenance due to the lack of uh, demand for ammonia. So this is planned, and usually plants like Tier 1 make up the difference, but it can't right now, for the reason I just explained. So... And also add on top the overall shortage of containers and drivers that have been plaguing the industry since the pandemic. And you've got a three, you got that three, three wave perfect shit storm. 
So it's to the point that remember in 2016 when uh, when breweries start putting up putting random shit on Nitro. <laughs> yep. We might be seeing a resurgence of that, especially on the East Coast, just out of sheer necessity. I'm definitely not looking. Or, or we're going to see a rise in keg and bottle conditioned beer or cask beer. There's that. That's an option as well. Um, I'm definitely not looking forward to the return of the Nitro IPA, but I'm strangely okay with a sudden flood of Nitro beers, especially in, if the industry uses it to craft something interesting. But... Um, Take that, you pompous cunts over in the Northeast that say, we make the best hazy IPAs. <laughs> well, you can't carbonate it now, can you? <laughs> See, uh, I feel like I'm okay uh, I'm okay disparaging Mississippi. No one really likes Mississippi. The people in Mississippi don't like, like Mississippi. The Northeasterners, <laughs> they, they can get kind of violent, so uh, you tread lightly, man. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, emotional outbursts, or hate mail, please send it to jeremy at itsallbeer at gmail.com. I mean, you can send that to that email all you want. You're not going to get anywhere. That email address, itsallbeer at gmail.com is the uh, email address you're looking for. I do read those emails, and I will uh, forward any uh, hate mail you have for Tyler. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't Tyler, even know Tyler the sign-in information for Tyler that email. Does not, Tyler does not give a Tyler, what do you have for us? Well, I guess beer industry is getting closer to the wine industry because hops apparently now have terroir. And fuck, I hate that word. It is so pompous, cunty, arrogant. Like, it is way too close to being fucking wine. And, like, wine fucking snobs have the biggest stick up their ass. They're a bunch of tampons that are stuck-up cunts. And I'm pissed that we have it, but I guess it's kind of good because that means the fucking industry's growing. I didn't know you had that this 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 inherent hatred of wine. This is interesting. No, it's the fucking wine snobs. You know who I'm talking about. Like, that person that just comes in and goes, oh, yeah, well, I drink wine. And I'm like, oh. Get do you, fucked. Do you run into this a lot at uh, at your brewery? Do uh, do you do you get like a pack of wine snobs that come in going, "Oh, a brewery, how quaint." Um, well, no. You'll run into them at bars or something, or you'll be at a beer fest and they got drug along. And they'll be like, "Well, do you have any wine?" And I'm like, "It's called a beer fest." <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll dive into that little psychosis at another time. Um, although it's interesting, I did when you sent me that article, I posted it on Twitter. I did say it said say what you know what the 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 headline on the story is. What does this mean for the beer industry? And my and and my comment, my snarky comment above it was, uh, beer geeks or beer snobs get snobbier. Yeah, probably. Uh, but the nice part is, it actually does open up a couple unique opportunities for breweries and hop growers. Uh, so this was a study done by Oregon State University researchers. Which means it's terrible. And, oh, I forgot you were U of O. Uh, get a better brew science program and then I'll respect that school. Hey, um, I'll have you know that my journalism degree is on the on wall. The wall. <laughs> I don't even know where my degree is. Is that mine? No. Um, (laughs) But they found that uh, hop aroma and chemicals vary based on geography. So in other words, they have terroir like wine will, where based on where it's grown, it will have a different flavor, different aroma. Um, It may be small, but it there is a noticeable difference. I thought we kind of knew that because at least in, in the home brewing side, we've always differentiated between, you know, us Hollerter and, and, uh, and German Hollerter, for example, or, or UK golding and us golding. And so I feel yes. like that was kind of a known quantity, but this, so like they analyzed this, um, with some more American hops like mosaic in that where they grew it in the Willamette Valley and then the Yakima Valley. Okay, so uh, even closer than... Yes. Uh, so they were 
grown for the study, dried, brewed in beer, and tested using scientific equipment as well as a panel of employees and students from Oregon State. Uh, the 12 testers chosen based on their ability to differentiate various aromas sniffed lidded cups of, that contained hop grinds and then checked all the boxes on a list of 20 aromatic descriptions that applied to the sample. They also then sniffed the beer samples made from the hops and filled out an aroma checklist. Um, they found that basically that the same variety of hops will have different traits based on where it's grown. Um, and they have a long way to go still research-wise, understanding how this is working and how it's you know, growing in Yakima Valley or the Willamette Valley or over here in Idaho, how it's going to affect that. Uh, but they're excited because brewers usually want to order a specific hop to get a certain thing. So not every brewer is going to want mosaic to be dank. And so if the hop growers can go, well, hey, we grow it in the Willamette Valley and it leads to a little more fruity than dank. So buy our mosaic or, oh, no, we grow it in, the, in Idaho and it comes out the dankest and you want that real dank flavor aroma. Yes, you gotta yes, yes. I'm look for the Idaho. Of, I'm getting overtones of mosaic. I want to say, yes, Yakima Valley mosaic. Yes, yeah, it's definitely definitely fruitier and not quite as oh, dare I say such a such a uh, uh, a pedestrian word as as dank. But I, I I do feel that it's 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 hint of cannabis is is muted somewhat underneath uh what you might say a, a cornucopia of fruit that I get off a, uh, a Yakima Valley uh, mosaic. Uh, that... <laughs> I can actually watch but... Tyler's eye twitch it. It's a good thing we're doing this remotely, or he would have just jumped over the table and started beating my ass. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about just walking to the car without saying anything just... and coming to find you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, which the end consumer may never really get to notice much of the difference. But with the brewers, they when you receive your certificate of analysis on the hops that breaks down your alpha and beta acids, uh, different things like that, it can actually show, hey, that these were all Yakima Valley, Willamette Valley, whatever. Or, no, this was a blend of all three. Here's about where you're sitting on the aromas. Give the brewers a better understanding and a little more control of the aroma of their beer. Excellent. Uh, and speaking of uh, flavor compounds, there was one other thing you wanted to, to throw out there as well, right? Yes. We're going to hop into thialized yeast. This is an article from Beer and Beer Brewing called Your Guide to Thialized Yeast by Omega Yeast. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up because uh, uh, we got a shipment of uh, Anchorage um, uh, beers in town. And um, all of their IPAs, of course, they, they, they have jumped right onto the haze train, and they are choo-chewing that right to the bank. Uh, their hazy IPAs are good, but they, are, but they all say they use these uh, thiolized enhanced yeast. And so From far, Omega I, Yeast. So, uh, yeah, explain what the fuck that means. Yes. So, reason I wanted to bring this up, uh, the brewery I work for, we just released a fresh hop zwickle with a thiolized yeast in it and all fresh triumph hops. And when they were telling me they were going to do that, I was like, wait, what the fuck is thiolized yeast? And the brewer started talking, my eyes glazed over, and I said, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, one of them basically described it. Uh, he goes, you know how if you take like a bunch of like citrus pills, like vitamin C pills before doing like hallucinogens you have a stronger trip and i was like yeah and he's like it's basically thiols are the precursors to aroma and so a thiolized yeast has the ability to biotransform the hops in the grain to bring out more of that aroma than if it, you didn't have that specialized yeast and if you drink the beer right after that you, you can talk to your glass <laughs> No, no, no hallucinogenic traits to it. Uh, but thiols are a highly impactful 
aromatic compounds that can invoke intense tropical citrus character reminiscent of juicy passion fruit, pink guava, and freshly zested grapefruit peel. Um, the thiolize refers to their genetically modified yeast strain uh, that has the ability to biotransform the thiol precursors uh, into free thiols. So, there's they have a couple different strains. Um, they have their basically British ale strain. They have uh, a New England IPA strain, kind of. And then they also have their like West Coast IPA strain and their lager strain. We use the lager strain in the beer we did. The cool thing about this is using this yeast, you're going to do things a little bit different to try to maximize the aroma. So, uh, if you do a big IPA with a ton of Whirlpool additions and that, and then use a thiolized yeast, you're not going to notice a ton of difference. Uh, because all those late additions are going to basically already have an intense layering of hop aromas. And the thiolized yeast is going to add a more subtle layering. And it's just going to get overpowered. Um, the analogy they use is adding passion fruit to fruit punch to make tropical fruit punch. You're not going to notice the passion fruit in there. You're just going to be like, it's tropical fruit punch. Uh, but if you do it with a blonde ale or a lager, or you do an IPA that it's not a ton of late additions, but you add like a mash hopping or a few more early additions with like Cascade, Calypso, Motueka, uh, it brings out more of that aroma. And so it's kind of interesting because forever it's, the earlier you add the hops, the more bitterness you get, the later, the more aroma. But if you're using a thialized yeast, you want more of that early additions to get the better aroma. So you're able to add less hops and still get that big, bold aroma. I'm still focusing on the phrase, uh, uh, free thiols. It sounds like something a Scientologist would uh, uh, would would be uh, ranting about. You know, with the, you get the free thiols, man. It, 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 you, it, you get those out, and then you can uh, become a thiol conqueror or something. <laughs> and the aliens come. I don't know. I, I, they, kicked me out, they kicked me out of the Scientology school when I, when I just demanded to uh, 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 use their little uh, personality test as a heart stopper. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm curious to see, like, tried our fresh hot beer this morning. It's fantastic. You get just a super big aroma coming through while still maintaining that lager characteristic on the flavor and very effervescent. I'm excited to see what more and more do more and more breweries are able to do with this. And I just heard that, yeah, before this podcast, Anchorage does that thialized yeast. So I was like, I need to try some of their IPAs, almost see how it stacks up. Almost exclusively hazies, but uh, um, but yeah, they're. I mean the the fruit uh, the the fruity flavors are are through the roof. In fact, they have a 4.5% hazy IPA, 4.5% alcohol. And yep. I tried that one without looking at it. And someone said, do you know what the alcohol percentage is? And thinking it's Anchorage. Well, I'm like, well, it's really, really smooth. So I, I want to say like, you know, six or seven, but I'm going to say eight or nine, because I think you're about to tell me it's good. It's hiding a lot of booze. I'm like, no, it's 4%. I'm like, Interesting. Holy like, fuck. <laughs> uh, impressive for a completely opposite reason. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, almost I, more I'm impressive. curious to see <laughs> when more starts coming out, how it gets worked in and what brewers can actually achieve by using it. Jeremy, what do we got next? All right. Well, we got some good news uh, uh, coming up. Uh, Jesus Christ Athletic Brewing is taking over the fucking world news now. Um, athletic brewing. Uh, we've talked about them before. We've drank a couple of their beers. Um, they 
were ranked last year, I believe, as the 25th or 26th largest craft brewery in the country. Um, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, which is impressive, considering the fact that Athletic only does non-alcoholic beer. Well, add to this to their list of accolades. Last month, uh, Inc. Magazine uh, lists their list of uh, the top 5,000 most successful companies are of 2022. And just uh, just as a record, um, their version of successful is essentially really high growth. Um, athletic Brewing on this list of 5,000 came in 26th um, on a list of companies you've probably never heard of as they are all relatively new, evidenced by the fact that the median growth percentage on this list is 230%. Well, what's impressive is Athletic had this crazy growth in a market that they aren't necessarily in. Um, I I don't know. Uh, and... I don't know what they, they made what, the jump from outside the top 50 to mid 20s in production volume in just one year. Um, and I, I mean, it, I, I can't decide if this number is, I mean, if, if this is, if this is the growth percentage for a year, it's, it's, it's astounding. If it's even for their, I mean, I don't know what, how, what to make of this number. What, what do you think their growth percentage was as recorded by uh, Inc. Magazine? 1,200. 13,000%. Which is uh, that almost I bet like, that's for the year. I uh, that's I say that almost sounds like growth from the since the inception, but I mean given the fact that they've basically went national over the course of a year, um I that's not entirely uh not entirely impossible. Bottom line, you can't be a 50-year-old company and be quadrupling or you know, times a hundred your business every year, uh, since you would run out of things to sell to at all. Um, but yeah. And when you look at this list, I mean, basically it's, you got crypto health company, crypto, new health food, crypto, alternative energy, health company that runs on crypto, new health food that somehow makes healthy food from crypto, uh, team building services that only take crypto, 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 crypto that produces its own energy. You get the idea. Um, the article, <laughs> A comp that accompanies uh, uh, Athletics listing tells a story, and it's pretty much what you would think. Uh, uh, Bill Shuflet, a hedge fund manager, had recently stopped drinking, but was kind of bemoaning the fact that all non-alcoholic beer tastes like watery garbage. Because it did. Um, and the way it's described, the only thing from this story that's missing was an actual light bulb that appeared on his head. He was walking to a, bi to a, uh, a business dinner with his wife, and, you know, oh shit, I'm, you know, I'm... There's nothing for me to, to, to have there. There's, you know, the, they might have non-alcoholic beer, but it tastes like shit. And his wife said, well, there's a business idea for you. You should do that. Oh. <laughs> but the really amazing part of this story is the fact that he not only managed to craft a non-alcoholic beer that tastes good, um, that actually tastes like beer, no less. Um, it's the part that I didn't think about and that he had to sell people a product that they didn't know they wanted um yeah in you know because again five years ago what what someone would have come to the shop uh, saying hey we've got a non-alcoholic beer do you want to carry it i probably would have tasted it because I'll, I'll i'll try anything but and then laughed him out of the shop <laughs> i'm nicer than that i would have waited till they left before i laughed at them um but uh i would have tried to get them drunk <laughs> investors were a big problem he basically had to find people who were willing to bet on non-alcoholic beer which in, again 2017 when the company launched hard sell i i, I don't know how exactly you do that uh by saying hey we're gonna make we're gonna just just make non-alcoholic beer would you want in that company and, no. <laughs> and that's why you're poor today tyler you don't think big <laughs> okay i think he got he had a little bit of luck on his side with the pandemic hitting everyone really going hard to the paint with alcohol and then going, I might be drinking too much and I'm by myself at home. This is a little sad. I, I think it's part of a larger trend because I mean, even as I've watched the industry uh, mature, I mean, you, you saw the, you saw the percentages of uh, uh, the alcohol percentage of beers, like kind of get, compounded and compounded and compounded i distinctly remember a time 
where you look at an IPA shelf and shit, try to find anything under eight percent. I almost dare you. Yeah. Um, you know, they were they they were flirting with twelve, fourteen, fifteen percent Imperial IPAs. Still, yeah, it was either eight percent or a five percent pale ale. Right. So, but I, but now that the industry has matured, and let's be face let's face it, uh, its core customer base has matured as well. <laughs> those hangovers, <laughs> those hangovers hurt more than they used to. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's I th- I think the pandemic was part of it, but the other part of it is I think there really was this this desire to cut back without cutting back, so to speak. Um, yeah, and Gen Z is more into well, not drinking or mocktails than well we've co- I mean we remember we covered we covered the the numbers of that before we went on break and I mean most of those stories that you know that you know that the conventional wisdom of the marketplace the numbers really don't don't really hold don't really show that uh, Gen Z seems to be drinking at about the same rate that previous generations have and but there's not the stigma of I can't drink a non-alcoholic because who drinks non-alcoholic? There's that. Um, it also remains, I think, a triumph of marketing. Uh, he says he showed up to 65 um, athletic events uh, that first summer, competed in half of them. And he was there at the finish line, handing out samples to athletes who were, you know, he and he was sitting there j- having just run the wet race, looking like, looking like they did, adding an adding a kind of a, a, an air of authenticity to what he was doing. Uh, and one day he showed up to a meeting at Whole Foods with a few unlabeled bottles that he just filled in his garage. Um, and that was enough to uh, get him a seven-store trial set. And from there, they couldn't keep it on the shelves. I mean, it really is this perfect uh, a perfect situation where you've got... I mean, let's let, Athletic has a kick-ass product. Yes. Um, but, I, but, you know, I mean, that... And the marketing aspect of it is just made it as explosive as it is. Um, yeah, and a slight change in consumer trends. But I mean that I feel like he he read the tea leaves before anybody figured out what was going on. Um, yeah, I mean I, I, I again I think I I feel I feel like he saw the need before anybody else did. And what he's done is, is kind of hard to quantify. When I started carrying athletic, uh, athletic in our bottle shop, uh, honestly, the reception was very skeptical. Pretty much dismissed out of hand, like, oh, you guys are doing a non-alcoholic beers. That's cute. A few months later, a lot of my customers drink an athletic pretty much every other beer. It's like, yeah. you know, they'll or, or some other NA because we actually have quite a few now. We just got uh, Best Day in. And by the way, they're Kolsch. Uh, we have when we do a, when we do a uh, uh, in person. I may have to bring a couple of those. They're cold. First of all, they're IPA. Sorry, after doing a a a, uh, a story about athletic, I gotta say, best days IPA is actually better than athletics. And oh, and their Kolsch is as good as any Kolsch as, as I've had. All right. So, um, but anyway, uh, um, but as we pointed out in like episode ninety nine when we did a sober edition. A lot of these NA beers are turn out exceptionally good. Um, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't create the demand, the men, but he saw something. He saw something in the culture uh, that said people are gravitating more and more towards lower uh, lower ABV. And there's people there. There's people out there who a have given up drinking because for whatever reason they choose to give up drinking, or they're just kind of looking to throttle back. Uh, bottle back a, a, a drinking session so they can still get home and yet still be able to hang out with the people at the table and have what is a beer in hand. There is something psychologically it, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Why does it make a difference whether it's a beer or soda, but it does matter that you're drinking a beer with other people who are drinking beer, whether it has alcohol or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of, when I, when I thought about it, uh, uh, if someone tried to sell me uh, a non-alcoholic beer, like again five years ago, I was uh, you know I said I mean it's good, but I feel like you're missing the point. And I think he recognized for anybody else the point was actually the beer. The alcohol is incidental. Yeah, I mean I get that, especially working in this industry where I'm in bars and restaurants all day, driving around. There's a lot of times I want to have 
a beer, but I just kind of wish it didn't have alcohol. <laughs> I mean, there. I am as I as I get as I get uh, get older, and those hangovers hurt more and more and more. There is a there is a certain um, there is a certain uh, uh, idea. There's a certain comfort in like, oh, I'm just gonna have this, so at least I so I can have a beer and not like feel like shit. Um, yeah. And and also, I mean, it does kind of it is kind of nice. Like, oh, I'll grab one of those and have that in between these two. That's uh, th- yeah. There, I see a a, a a great deal of value, but uh, but yeah, there's uh, the full story, so to speak, of athletic. And I mean, holy shit, twenty twenty sixth on the list of 5,000 most successful companies this year. So, and nothing, to, and nothing to do with crypto. Mm-hmm. And the nice part is if you're at a beer fest that they're serving that at, at least selfishly working it, it is awesome. Cause you can just grab one of the cans and you're just drinking it at the beer fest. You're like, Oh man, still get like I'm drinking a beer. But when I have to go back to the brewery to break everything down here in six hours, I won't be like, I feel like shit. <laughs> All right. Speaking of feeling like shit, Tyler, uh, uh, anything else to add today? Nope. That's it. Uh, well, this has been, it's all beer. Um, if you, uh, if, if, if you live in Mississippi or the Northeast, uh, and want to, uh, uh, uh let, uh, Tyler know what you feel about his comments, then, um, you can do that at it's all beer at gmail.com. Don't give me that look. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you can see the stories. Mississippi uh, people have guns, so just <laughs> remember that, Jeremy. I live in Idaho. Bring it, bitches. <laughs> we have guns, and I can find Mississippi. Try to find Idaho, I dare you. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's on a map, which is in a book, and that's communism. You can't find it. Anyway, uh, you can find all the stories we use, including mono- and mutilated hop plants. I'm going. I, I'm going to get myself killed in the, in the, in the South by going there. Uh, you can find mutilated hop plants and uh, and the other stories we use to put this together on our Twitter page. It's all beer one, um, Facebook, um, and Instagram. We post what we're drinking and uh, a few other tidbits, funny, uh, uh, fun pictures, and uh, whatever else I uh, I can dig up uh, when I find them. Uh, find us. Uh, it's all beer. And uh, and again, yeah, we have. Uh, if you want to leave us a review uh, about. Uh, if you if we haven't uh, covered your state on it's all beer, uh, let us know and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll send you. Uh, we'll shit on it. <laughs> we'll, 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 we will uh, pull it up and uh, and especially uh, we'll shit on it. Uh, uh, shit on it there for you because you know we want to make sure we cover the whole map. And I am inter- I kind of do want to do this. I suddenly want to do this map idea and see what of the last states <laughs> we don't completely just rag on our respectively. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, but I feel now that we're thinking about it, we'd start ticking off states. <laughs> like if we would have just been tracking this subconsciously. I mean, I guess, I guess what we have to do is go back and listen to all the episodes and mark them off. So I guess if you if if you want to go back and listen to our entire back uh, our, our our library and mark off the states as we uh, trash them, uh, do that. We'll take your word for it. <laughs> Um, And anyway, that'll be uh, quite enough from us. Uh, I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Um, We'll have a beer. Have fun. Fuck Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Nice teaser.